This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Bolts broadcast. Uh, It's season two, and we haven't talked to you guys in a while. Uh, Mike and Chase returning for season two. Chase, season two starts with this episode. It actually starts on December 1st, but, uh, you know, first episode comes out December 3rd. This is our first season two episode. We are super pumped for season two, and uh, there's a lot of good stuff that's going to be coming your way, listeners. Yeah, you know, it's good to be back. We both took a very much needed break. Uh, you know, it, it it was good. We were able to kind of refresh. Then not a whole lot going on in the hockey world. Um, if, if you noticed, the social media was a little bit slow and dead because, you know, we, we just needed that time away for some, you know, personal things, got stuff going on in our lives. But we are back. We're ready to roll for season two. We're excited for the hockey season to slowly, eventually, hopefully start picking back up. Uh, you know, there's some things going on. Not too much in the NHL world right now, but, you know, in terms of juniors and college and overseas, you know, we, we got stuff going on. So uh, there, there will be things to talk about, uh, even if there isn't a whole lot in the NHL. Uh, regardless, we're, we're going to be pumping out episodes. Uh, we're going to be having a ton of fun. It's going to be a lot more interactive. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're going to get into a little more about all the things that are going on. But, it, yeah, as Mike mentioned, we are both super excited to get going again. Absolutely amped. Uh, Yeah, Chase, let's talk about before we get into some of the new season two stuff that we're going to mention. Let's talk about kind of what we've been doing while we're on our break. It's been, I think, about three weeks since we talked to you guys. Uh, My household came down with COVID. Uh, Everyone is safe and good to go now. We're all clear from that, uh, healthy and happy. So that's good. Uh, We had Thanksgiving and that was great, even though no extended family came because obviously uh, there's still a pandemic going on, which is kind of crazy. You know, we're still living in this crazy world, but everything overall, we're pretty good on my side. I'm getting really busy. I am a senior right now at Michigan State University and things are really starting to amp up as we move into the finals uh, for me. But Chase, you've had the luxury of already graduating, haven't had to really dive deep into the books when it comes to studying and stuff for school. So how has these last couple of weeks been for you? Yeah, you know, it's been all right. Uh, just, you know, needed a little mental break, just getting overwhelmed with a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, got personal issues, got health issues, try, trying to recover from those things, uh, as well as working a little bit more. Uh, you know, my scouting gig is, I think, oh, a lot of you guys know, if, if you don't know, I am a uh, scout for the Kenai River Brown Bears. Well, that, you know, that was kind of put on pause. That would be two weeks ago now. Uh, you know, Michigan completely shut down everything. We had a big showcase coming up literally two days away. And then all of a sudden everything got shut down and that showcase no longer happened. So I've uh, just been kind of waiting the last couple of weeks, uh, a little annoyed and upset. I, I understand it, uh, you know, but I want, I want to do my job. I enjoy doing it. So other than that, uh, I've just been doing some work. You know, I, I help out with my dad's company in the meantime, uh, just trying, you know, try, trying to get this whole uh, hockey, whether it's media or management career going, he kind of lets me have some flexible hours. So just, you know, helping out with that whenever I can. Um, but really, it's just been kind of mentally preparing for what's been coming up here in season two for us. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be busier. It's going to there's going to be a lot more content. We plan to, you know, really do a lot for you guys. So it's just been a lot of preparing for that. 
Yeah, absolutely. And right before we get into that, Chase, I just want to talk about Thanksgiving again. Uh, turkey or ham? It's it's a big hot topic out there. We got to discuss it. It's a ham. If you like turkey over ham, I, I, I don't like you. Yeah, I 100% agree. I'm not a big turkey guy. And I even told my mom this um, when she was talking about Thanksgiving in late October, early November. I'm like, not a big turkey guy. Maybe we'd try something else this year. Sure enough, I come home for Thanksgiving and we have turkey. But, you know, I decided that I would take control of the turkey cooking situation. It came out actually pretty good. It was nice and juicy and uh, it's pretty good. But no, come on. It's ham all the way. Uh, I get the tradition of turkey, but it's definitely ham. Uh, and then for Christmas, like I don't think anyone ever eats turkey because without a tradition of turkey, no one wants to eat that. Oh, yeah. I mean... Honestly, I didn't even have any turkey at all this Thanksgiving, so if I'm not eating turkey on Thanksgiving, I'm not eating turkey throughout the year because there's just so many other meats I'd rather eat. Yeah. For <laughs> yeah, you heard so, that right. <laughs> Sorry. A uh, little immature on this end. Um, but yeah, Chase, uh, it's now December 1st. Uh, are you finally into Christmas? I know we talked about this in the beginning of November. I had the Christmas music going. It's now December 1st. Thanksgiving's over. You can now look forward to Christmas. Oh, yeah. You for sure can. I for sure do. I honestly haven't listened to much Christmas music at all, though. I don't know why. It's just kind of how things have worked out. Uh, but right now in this very moment, got my Christmas tree on behind me up here in my uh, recording studio slash game room uh i moved my room around so my desk is now looking like it's right to my window so i can look out the window and there's just snow everywhere so that 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 really gets me going too it, it's you know december 1st we haven't had snow on december 1st in quite a few years here in michigan uh, things just seem to be changing that way so seeing this it, it it really gets me much more excited for the holiday season I'm for sure going to be, you know, blaring Christmas music here going forward. Um, you know, we only got 24 more days as of us recording right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, our last episode where I had to cut you off and say, holy hell, is it snowing out? And sure enough, it was. I think that was the last time we really got some snow in Michigan. Yeah. So uh, now we got some more snow and it's much easier to get into that Christmas spirit. Uh, what's your family do for a Christmas dinner? You guys do ham or do you guys do something weird? We do something really weird. It's really started to happen the last couple of years because we have, especially on Christmas, we, we've got at least 50 people at our, at our um, family parties. And that's usually in the lower end. So it got to the point where it's like, you know what? We're just tired of cooking. We're we're just going to get everything catered. So we started getting things catered. Uh, sometimes, you know, people will cook some things. Like um, sometimes they'll like, like I mean, all, all the desserts we make are always um, like baked at home. We don't get anything from anywhere. But for example, last year we had lasagna, uh, spaghetti. We had like a whole like Italian feast. Uh, we had salad. Didn't have anything I would have traditionally on Christmas. Uh, we're going to have some steak coming up this year, so I look very forward to that. But it's it's definitely probably nothing like anybody else's Christmas meal. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, my stepdad's family, they usually do beef wellington. Well, because of COVID, we're actually only going to have nine people, and it's going to be at my mom's house. Um, stepdad's family, only his mom and his brother are coming, and his stepdad is usually the one that makes the beef wellington. So unfortunately... We're not going to be doing Beef Wellington this year, but 
we have decided to go ribeyes this year, so I'm excited for there that. Even even though you know ham is kind of traditional for Christmas, you go a, a nice juicy ribeye. I'm I'm so down for that. But Chase, that's enough about our holiday celebration. Let's now get into season two, as season one was a lot of fun, but there was also a lot of stuff we had to figure out along the way. Uh, we think we're a little bit more prepared this time, and the network as a whole definitely is more prepared this time. Uh, we're actually under new ownership, too, so that's pretty crazy. So, Chase, let's talk about it a little bit. Um, first, let's start with who our new owners are. We got to meet them. They're pretty cool dudes. Yeah, so uh, the, the company, our parent company, is now Amaze Media Labs. It's a new startup venture. Uh, you know, the, the three founders, they, they come from various different media groups within the sports world. Um, you know, some some of them worked at agencies like like, Oct- like Octagon. Um, some of them, you know, they worked they, they worked in these these really like known companies. Um, they, they've just been really involved in the industry. They have these great connections, which is only going to be good for us going forward. Uh, hopefully it means we can get some, you know, some new interviews. So we can get some really good content, uh, maybe do some exclusives with some athletes or some coaches or some, you know, retired players. Uh, you know, this, this really opens up the potential to do a lot of really great things uh, that they, they believe in us as a network. Uh, it, it's great to see after one year, uh, someone's already interested enough into acquiring us. Um, you know, the, the operations haven't really changed much. Uh, each and Dylan, they're obviously still part of this as I'm sure a lot of people listen to this, listen to other shows too. So they know they're still, you know, around They're They're still running this, like it's still their it's still their baby. They're they're the ones in charge of it, even though they're now under a maze. Um, it, it just it really means great things. It means you know easier access to oh, just a lot more um, potential outlets. It's it's super exciting stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And we got a lot of good stuff coming. And obviously, we're the hockey podcast network. But could we possibly see the basketball podcast network the football podcast network maybe who knows we'll just have to wait and find out if we're gonna have anything like that i'm sure uh if you're listening to the hockey podcast network you're probably interested in some other sports if not that's totally fine because the hockey podcast network is staying put we're not gonna be leaving to change sports we're gonna be adding hopefully we'll have to wait and see um but chase uh, it's going to be a great season. I know you and I are super excited for it. Uh, so why don't we start off season two, episode one, talking about, of course, our Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we have some contract talk to talk about. And then after that, we are going to also talk about some of the reverse retro jerseys, possibly a little, a little, little snippet about World Juniors. We're going to be doing much more on World Juniors coming in the next couple episodes. But, Chase, we'll start off with our home team, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Stanley Cup champions, as Mikhail Sergachev, he's back. Indeed, he is going absolutely nowhere. Uh, three years, $4.8 million average. I know, like I know the salary cap isn't going up and that plays a part in this, but like come on. Like, like come on. That the pennies. That that contract is so unbelievably cheap. That just really shows how scared GMs are to offer sheet because fifteen teams in the league could have offer sheet that easily, no problem. And offer sheet more than that and giving up minimal compensation. It like it blows my mind. I saw a lot of uh, Boston Bruins fans unhappy that they didn't go down that route. But GMs just they won't do that to each other. I get, you know, like, I, I do get that. It, like all these GMs, they're, they're technically coworkers because they all work under under the NHL. They're all friends. They all get along with each other. But at the end of the day, 
you got to make your team good. You got to keep this job. If you're afraid to go out and offer sheet somebody, that like that that's that's soft. That, that's all I can say is soft. You know, my aspiration is to be an NHL general manager. And sure, you know, like building these relationships, you don't want to do this with these guys because they're less likely to make trades or whatever. But at the end of the day, I don't care. I, you know, if I'm hired, I'm hired to win. So it it just I, I mean, for, I, we're 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 a Tampa podcast. Obviously, we're so happy Sergachev has not gone anywhere. But it is really hard to believe that there was no offer sheet sent out. You know, my question is, what kind of voodoo and black magic is Breezebois doing? Are you kidding me? Getting that type of deal for Sergachev, who I would say is our second best defenseman right now. I, I get some people could argue McDonough, but I'm a Sergachev guy over McDonough, even though obviously both are great to have under Victor Hedman. Uh, but then also the Braden Point deal. I get that both of them are bridge deals, but... Gosh, it's such a steal, especially being able to keep this team together and try to continue to push for more Stanley Cups. It is amazing, but I'm also a little worried because it, it makes me think that Breezebois is dealing in the black arts, and I'm not interested in that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's that's fair to think because it, it really is mesmerizing. You know, Steve Eisenman, before he left for Detroit, he really built this team to the point where they are. Uh, but so far through his short tenure, Julian Breezeball has done a tremendous job keeping this team intact, adding the right pieces, signing great deals, negotiating the hell out of these contracts. Man, it, it's been really impressive what he's done in this time frame. Uh, you know, he wasn't expecting to take over the GM role when he did, but sure enough, he's flourished in the position and he's going to hopefully continue to do great things going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Chase, let's talk about two other RFAs. Uh, obviously, we have Sorelli and Chernak, two guys that we would love to retain. But right now, we just don't really have the money. What do we got to do? Well, there's one player still on this roster. Uh, goes or has the initials TJ. Uh, play, plays forward. I think I think everyone knows who we're talking about. Tyler Johnson. Like, I like Tyler Johnson, but the dude just got to go. He just he's not worth the money. There's other players that could play his role at less than half of his cost per year, honestly. So you got to find a way to move that contract. That'll give you enough to, you know, especially compared to what Sergachev signed. You, you, could, you might be able to get both uh, Sorelli and Chernock on, like, two nice bridge deals. But regardless, I think you really need to focus on uh, Sorelli. If nothing can happen, if they can't move Tyler Johnson, then, like, honestly, you, just, you have to trade Anthony Sorelli because he can get a really nice return. As much as it would suck to move on from him because I'm a huge fan, he is tremendous in his role he's really he's a really true under the radar top end player in the league um you know you know it's we're, we're coming down to to getting closer to the season we got to figure out these cap issues um if you know as much as i, I want to not to be around as well he's really not an end of the world piece to me if he's gone because there's guys that could play a similar role that could fill in that slot you know probably a little bit cheaper too yeah, and we've also got some younger guys that we hope to see come up soon, such as Callan Foote. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we've had a nice offseason retaining Sir Gachev and Pat Maroon and others, but then we lost Kevin Shattenkirk. I feel like if we lose Sorelli too, that may take us out of the – we'd still be in the playoff picture, still be a contender, however – that definitely bumps us down a notch, especially if Stamkos is going to be in a more limited role with all of the injury issues he's he's had. Yeah, and speaking of Stamkos, um, I really don't think he's going to finish his career to Tampa Lightning. I think 
you know, with the way the cap is, the way these contracts are going, these bridge deals, by the end of these bridge deals, like, he kind of has to go. Uh, he's not going to be worth that money anymore. It's, it's going to suck because, you know, he's been the captain of this team. He's been a tremendous leader, been a great player. Um, but I really feel like it, it's still a couple seasons away, but people need to begin preparing for uh, life in Tampa without Steven Samkos and without seeing him on another team. And if it were to happen sooner, as upset as I would be, at the same time, it would also poss- possibly be for the best because you'd get really, really good value in return, and that might you know help propel you towards another Stanley Cup. Yeah, for sure. And let's say we did it this offseason, we'd be able to get Sorelli back as well, guaranteed. So uh, that's definitely going to be tough, but if we can keep Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov, that's a pretty good-looking future, I'll be honest with you. Especially, uh, you know, Sergachev, keep him around too. But uh, pretty nice-looking future there. Chase, let's quickly take a commercial break, and then we will be back talking about some other good stuff, such as the reverse retro jerseys, uh, the World Juniors, and maybe even a hockey player challenging Jake Paul to a boxing match. Listen to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast, your one-stop shop for Islanders news, analysis, and opinions, featuring the biggest personalities in sports podcasting, TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. That's right, TJ. If you want your opinions viewed through orange and blue-colored glasses from an Islander Bobo and charter member of the Inlui Trust crowd, you'll love the measured commentary from TJ. On the other hand, if you want the unvarnished truth of a hockey purist, a genius, a legend, And an all-around great guy, the grumpy old man's insane ramblings will be just what you need to survive each and every week. An all-around great guy? Well, we also have weekly installments of Stump the Grump, an absolute fan favorite. Make sure to participate in our live streams and listen every Monday and Thursday to the bi-weekly podcast. You can find the Islanders Never Say Die podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is time to hop into... The thing I left you guys off with, hockey player possibly fighting Jake Paul in a boxing match as Evander Kane came out on Twitter and he challenged Jake Paul to a boxing match. Obviously, we saw Nate Robinson, Jake Paul as the undercard for the return of Mike Tyson. Uh, Nate Robinson did not last long with Jake Paul and, you know, I'm sure Jake Paul thinks he's on top of the world and... You know, he should be good for him. He beat a professional athlete in the boxing rank. But when it comes to hockey players, I really don't think he's going to stand a chance. Evander Kane challenges him. What are your thoughts on that, Chase? You know, I'd have to agree. I think if, you know, if, if anything, like Jake Paul, he was he was fighting a guy under his compared to him. He was fighting a guy who also probably just had no expectations, no desire. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this for the money, and I'm sure this won't be much of a fight. And then all of a sudden... You know, it just it just takes a couple un, unsuspecting hits and you're down in, in, a, in a boxing MMA type match. So, you know, if if we saw Evander Kane, who is the one challenging, um, he, he if him and Jake Paul were to fight, I I I don't think it'd be close. Um, you know, I I saw somebody on Twitter say, "You really think that a hockey player is going to be able to beat him after you know a, a boxer or, or UFC fighter might not be able to beat him?" But like, cause people think that hockey fighting is so different, and yes, it is different. But most NHL players do boxing training. They they know how to box, so when they get into that situation on the ice, they can defend themselves and properly uh, fight back. Evander Kane would 
beat the shit out of him, just to be honest. Like, Evander Kane is one tough, mean dude, and if this is someone that he would be really prideful on, he, he would not hold back. It, it, it would be over pretty quick, honestly, I think. Yeah, for sure, and we got even a little bit of beef between hockey players as Evander Kane, he recently deleted the tweet, so I can't quote it exactly, but he basically called out Ryan Reeves and his brother and called them the Reeves sisters, while Ryan Reeves replied, said, uh, the toughest thing about Evander Kane is the shark logo on his jersey, and they were going back and forth a little bit. I thought that was funny. Uh, could you imagine Ryan Reeves versus Jake Paul? I don't <laughs> think that one would even be close. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, just no. I, I, that, that might be a one punch. Ryan Reeves is the toughest dude in the NHL right now. He's a funny dude. And that rivalry between Reeves and Kane, that, that, it's so much fun. They, they genuinely do not like each other. And honestly, in a sport like hockey where it seems like everyone is just so genuine, so down to earth, so nice, it's nice to get a little bit of that heated rivalry, some grittiness, maybe a little cockiness into the game. It shows more personality. And honestly, Chase can can tell you guys that for the longest time, I have wanted someone to come in that's an absolute superstar, like a Connor McDavid level superstar, and just be an absolute D-bag, like... That would be so much fun. Everyone would hate him, and it would just fuel the NHL, I think. So I I want that so bad. Kids, if you're listening and you're going to be a superstar, why not try it just for my sake? No, don't don't, don't do that. (laughs) Like, sure, that might be entertaining, but that's brutal in a locker room. It's going to cause you to get moved around, traded, uh, maybe not make teams. We're seeing this with Ryan Merkley. Like, this this dude should have been a top-five pick. He fell at the end of the first round. He was told, like, we don't want you playing on our OHL team because of your attitude. Like, you're getting that issue in the OHL? Are you shitting me? Like, like this like this guy's already – like, I'm, he's going to go on and have an NHL career. It seems like he's kind of figuring it out a little bit. But if this guy's having issues and he's a world-class talent – like just don't 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 be that person, please don't be that person. But but Xavier Laflemme is so cool and goon. Like how do you? Yeah, he's so cool playing in their version of the American League, dude. That's awesome. Good for him. <laughs> That's why I said I want him to be a superstar, so it could actually be realistic. <laughs> he is a superstar. He's a second overall pick, and you watch him. When, when like he kill when he kills when uh, Glatt kills what's his face Ross the boss Ray he just goes and scores a third period hat trick what Flem does like he's clearly a superstar and then the second movie he's still in the American League yeah but that's because he got absolutely rocked by Ross the boss Ray got a concussion and never figured anything out yeah but once Ross Ray got his shit beat up he literally went and scored a hat trick in the third period because he was just afraid of Ross Ray the whole time so when Ross Ray's gone and retired he should have no issue and just be fine to go but he ain't no he's fine he's fine to go he's a beast he's a beast You've Kick made him you've, you've made him in Chell, I've made him in Chell, and he's been amazing. You made him a 99, if I remember correctly. I definitely made him a 99. <laughs> All right, Chase, let's get off of this topic. Let's go into the reverse retro jerseys. Uh, we're going to talk about them. Maybe not all of them, but we do want to mention definitely a couple. We got a couple ratings here. Trash, meh, good, and godly. So first, let's start off with trash. Uh, Red Wings, welcome aboard. Oh my god! Like what a waste of space, honestly. This jersey, what a waste of time. I think they just—they're like, you know what? Let's make this as shitty as possible because we know people are gonna buy it anyway, and it'd just be really funny. And that was the Detroit Red Wings jersey. I—I I don't know how else to explain it. 
Yeah, uh, not a fan of that jersey whatsoever. Uh, Chase, you mentioned before we got on the show that they also have reverse retro T-shirts. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. So I came across this tweet literally before we started recording, and someone was uh, what they were trying to buy the Red Wings uh, reverse like reverse retro uh, shirt version, and I'm not joking. It was a white shirt with the Red Wings logo, and it was about sixty bucks. Um, that that just shows what what the NHL thinks of us and, and their fans. They think that we're just some sh- there's some schmucks that are gonna buy these shitty ass products just because they're quote unquote new. Like that, that's just that's pathetic. That that's embarrassing. Honestly, give me a white T-shirt. I will paint on a Red Wings logo, and you can pay me twenty bucks for that because that's a much better deal than what you're getting with those reverse retro. T-shirts or even jerseys from the Red Wings. They're absolutely terrible. Chase, give me another jersey that you are just not a fan of that you would consider throwing into the trash. Honestly, my probably next like true least favorite one would probably have to be the Minnesota one, which I like the colors of the Minnesota North Stars, but that Minnesota Wild logo on it looks so freaking ugly. I like if I saw it on TV. I, I would turn off. I, would, I wouldn't I would watch the hockey game. And I don't know if you saw on Twitter, there was a picture where they put the Subway logo instead of the Minnesota yes. Wild logo. And, I mean, that just can't be unseen. So No, I, it cannot. I, I would agree. It's not my favorite jersey. However, I think I would actually throw the Islanders reverse retro in the trash just because it's not a reverse retro. It looks no, just like their normal jersey. It's really just the same thing. It's it's so funny. Yeah, like it's a decent jersey and I wouldn't normally throw it in the trash, but when you're going for reverse retro, you don't put out the same exact thing that you're already wearing. So I think I'd toss that one. But let's now move to the meh jerseys. Chase, let's give me uh, two. Two jerseys, in your opinion, that you think are just meh. So my number one meh. I'm going to go with the Florida Panthers. So I love this style of Jersey, but I know why they didn't. I know it's reverse retro, which is why they didn't do it this way, but I really wish it would have been red because their red version of these jerseys were probably top three jerseys all time for me. Um, so I still like this Jersey design. Uh, it's enough to put it in the map for me. And then second, honestly, I probably have to go with the Rangers. I love this logo. It might be my favorite logo of all of these reverse retro logos of all the ones that are changed. Of course, um, but the jersey's just there's nothing to it. Like it, like it looks like a cheap practice jersey at the end of the day. Yeah, I can definitely see that for sure. Uh, I'm gonna start mine off with the Dallas Stars. I think, I think honestly, it may even start bordering the trash just because I think it's a decent looking jersey. But to have like an actual star, like a an outline star at the bottom of the jersey that also swings around to the back of the jersey. Really not liking that look. Uh, so I'd put that in the meh. And then it's right now I would say the St. Louis Blues. Honestly, not a big fan of that jersey. I get that some people are. Uh, I think Tom Franklin's a fan of it, but I don't know. It's just not speaking to me. I don't I don't get why. If they were going to do reverse colors, why they didn't just do yellow. Um, you know, that would have made more sense because they have yellow in their jerseys normally. Red is just like... They use a little bit of red kind of back in the day, but that was really about it. It just, I don't know. It, it's it's fine. I don't think it looks bad, but it just doesn't make sense. 
Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's now talk about some good jerseys. We'll do two yet again. Uh, give me two jerseys that you think are, are actually really good. So in the good tier, this was kind of tough for me. So I got a, I really got like three or four I would probably mention. Um, so I'm going to start with our Tampa jersey. I love the cartoon logo. Um, and This is like one of my favorite logos that's ever been around in the league. And I'm just not a fan of white shoulders and like dark jerseys, but it just really works with this. It really kind of brings back that throwback vibe. So I'm a big fan. Then my other one that I'm gonna go in this category, I'll probably if I only can pick one, um, just uh, want to say my two are between the yeah, Flyers do and another Jets. two. Yeah, okay, Flyers right. and Jets. Yeah. So yeah, Flyers and Jets. Uh, if I had to choose between one, I would choose the Jets. Um, it, you know, the gray is a little like weird, but at the same time, I like it. And the Flyers just looks really clean when you look at it. Yeah, I am also going to have the Jets in mind. I know a lot of people don't like the Jets, actually, and I am actually a huge fan. I really like the gray and the blued out logo with, you know, none of the red in there. I, I think it's pretty cool as well. So uh, actually a pretty big fan of that Jets one. And then let's see, I will also throw in, gosh, I was thinking about my godly and now I don't even know what's good. Um <laughs> I'll throw in the Devils, and you know that I hate green and red together on jerseys, but I would say this is a pretty clean jersey the Devils got there. Uh, And then I guess finally for the third one, uh, I'll go the Sabres. If they did red and black, it would look so much better. It would be the best reverse retro jersey. But Agreed. the blue and the yellow is decent, and having the actual Buffalo logo on the shoulders is absolutely brilliant. I love that logo so much. Yeah, and uh, you know, moving on to the Godly category, I don't know how many we're going to say, but New Jersey's not going to make the cut for me. But if I had like five choices for Godly, like New Jersey would, would be in there for sure because I love their green jerseys. For sure. All right, Chase. Um, what are we thinking? Two or three? We don't want to waste everyone's time. Two or three for the godly category. You know what? Uh, we're going three because why not? Just screw it because it, I there, I can't choose between these three. Okay. Um, so I have, a, well, I have a number one and then a tie for number two and three. All right, so do I'll two and number, three first. Yeah, my two and three tie, the LA Kings and the Calgary Flames. Both of these are just done so exquisitely. The LA Kings really need to go back to purple and yellows or colors. They're black and silver. It's just so boring. And then these Calgary jerseys, um, like I, I don't know exactly. I can never remember what the hell that like mascot is. Um, but it just it looks really great on that jersey. Um, I, the Calgary jerseys I've just never really liked, especially like like the modern jerseys just really bore me. So it's kind of good to bring this throwback. And then my number one is one that you don't really like, the Arizona Coyotes. Oh my. God, I, I would I'd spend five hundred dollars on that jersey. I'm not joking. It looks it just comes together so well. The purple looks so great. Such a unique design. You know, I'm all for modernity in terms of jerseys. Uh, some people like the classic looks, and I like classic looks too. But when come up with unique designs like this and having it come together so well, it's beautiful. <sighs> yeah, I, I I can't get behind the Coyotes jersey. I don't know what it is. I'm just. The purple and especially the bottom of the jersey, I'm not... It's awesome. It's fucking awesome. I don't know. To be honest, just to be blunt. And everyone talks about, oh, that's their favorite Coyotes logo. And I'm like, I mean, it's solid, but it looks like it's from Cartoon Network. I love that logo. Uh, So let's get into my three. Uh, My number three would be the LA Kings. I mean, 
phenomenal, like you said. Uh, my number two would be the Ottawa Senators. I really like that jersey. Uh, super clean. Uh, and then my number one's got to be the Flames. I, I also absolutely adore the Calgary Flames jerseys, uh, especially the black. I love black jerseys. So, you know, those are those be my three in the godly category. Um do you quickly want to talk about Vegas? Because this is only Vegas's fourth jersey. They came out with an alternate only a couple weeks before they had to do the reverse retro. Uh, what are your thoughts about Vegas's fourth ever jersey? I don't have a problem with them using red. I just don't like the way they did it. I'm not like the way they did the V. It's just too aggressive at the bottom. And the logo, that's it, it, it's not a center of the jersey type of logo. That's a shoulder logo 100%. But center of the jersey just doesn't really make much sense. It just It's just not it. I agree. I do not like this one at all. Honestly, I'd probably put it in the mat. I don't think I'd put it in the trash because there's jerseys out there like the Detroit Red Wings. Um, But gosh, not a good jersey. Uh, Let me look up the alternate real quick because I don't quite remember it. Um, But the regular, the home and away jerseys for the Vegas Golden Knights, too. Not the biggest fan. I, I kind of feel like they could have done a much better job with all of their jerseys. Oh, okay. The the Golden Knights third jersey is just gold. So yeah, honestly, I feel like they could have just done a way better job with all four of their jerseys. They just haven't. See, I like their home in a way. Um, their gold. I feel like it could have been like the, the white on the gold kind of bugs me. Uh, I I don't know if you make it black or whatever, but make it a different color, and I'd be all for it. I don't have any problem with those jerseys, but this one it. it it really tanks them as a group. Yeah. Let's uh let's hope that Seattle's jerseys are just absolutely filthy. Well, I mean, we know their two jerseys are, but hopefully the rest going forward are as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's now talk about the Canadian World Junior Camp. Um because this is not good news. Nope. Uh so Team Canada, they've been quarantining for uh, I don't remember exactly how many days, but for a few days now at this point, um, you know, there's, there's a bunch of positive tests, so they haven't really been able to do anything. I think December 6th is when they're clear. Uh, they can start resuming their training camp again. Uh, it's kind of hinders things. Uh, this camp's supposed to be up in Red Deer. It, apparently, it's still going to be happening uh, kind of like how the NHL bubble did all in one rank. Um, so, you know, it, it should we, we should see the camp still ha- or the tournament still happen, no problem, but it's already an issue seeing that, like, just even camps are having COVID issues. Uh, hopefully coming out of this, everyone's fine. There's no issues. We can get the uh, tournament going underway because I love the world junior tournament. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really happy that they're doing a bubble for world juniors because then hopefully we won't have to worry about any of this stuff happening while the actual tournament's going on. Uh, we're going to have a lot more world junior talk coming up in the next couple of episodes. I, I can't wait. We're going to have one episode completely dedicated to it. Um, and it starts Christmas day. I mean, I can't think of anything better to end off a, a rough year for a lot of people, but to have world junior hockey on Christmas day. All right, Chase, let's now move on to hockey name of the day. As we are wrapping up this episode, season two, episode one gone by quite quickly. However, hockey name of the day, of course, is staying uh, all right, here we go. Um, Frontisek for Manic. Just uh, you can go Frontisek for Manic. So just you're you're trying. You're almost trying too so hard. There's no T. So no, it's not T sec. 
Frontisek. No, Frontisek. So, Frontisek, Formonic. Um, so, our, our our boy, we'll call him Fran, just, just for the rest of this going forward. Our boy Fran is a 16-year-old from the Czech Republic. Uh, you know, May 6, 2004, birthday. He He's a smaller forward, 5'9", 172, but at the same time, when you compare it to his age, it's pretty solid. Uh, he's been playing in the Czech U17 and U20 leagues. He recently got loaned to the Czech Second League. So he, you know, he'll be making his pro debut hopefully for them soon. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a pretty solid player. He's played a little bit internationally for the U16 and U17 teams. Uh, he had eight points in three games with the U17s so far in their league. Um, you know, it, it, this guy's a solid player. Uh, maybe he can become something of an NHL prospect coming up. We'll really see that as this year, next year uh, continues on. He, you know, he's not going to be a first, second round guy. But this could be someone who could eventually be on the radars of NHL teams. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Nice name to possibly see on the back of an NHL jersey. Uh, But that is going to be it for Season 2, Episode 1. Crazy. But Season 2 has started. We're ready to go. We're ready to bust out the content for you guys. Chase, let them know what they can do to stay up to date with us and also get into some more giveaways because Season 2 is going to come with a lot more of those. I will handle that. So, new season, same outro. Uh, it's going to be pretty similar <laughs> as as what you previously heard. Uh, you know, Mike, a little more in-depth, especially as, you know, we hear new giveaways and stuff coming up. We'll really talk about those a lot more here at the end, too. Uh, to start things out, though, you can still get in on our Patreon and support us that way. Uh, if you would like to do that, you get access to some exclusive content, and it shows that you really support us. Uh, we would love if you guys could still do that for us. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. Follow the Hockey Podcast and then we're hockey podcast network on twitter at HockeyPodNet. that is at HockeyPodNet. while you're at it might as well follow wnp on twitter there are other podcasts uh, we mostly talk football now that this is a hockey show uh follow us at wnp sports pod it's at wnp sports pod uh check out the hockey podcast network.com you can find all the podcasts within the network right there boom just click on the logo listen easy peasy lemon squeezy uh, you know, and also don't want to forget, make sure when you go on our Twitter, our, our merch store is still up. Uh, make sure you go click on that merchandise store. You can get in on some of that sweet, sweet, sweet apparel. Uh, if you're not wearing both broadcast merch, then you're just doing life wrong. Sorry. Uh, wherever you're listening, make sure to rate us five stars. Leave a comment. Uh, send us your questions, comments, concerns. You can reach out to us through Twitter. You can reach out to us through email. Uh, however you want to reach out to us. Season two, we're really making a focus on getting as involved with the community as much as possible. We want to make this a true, fun, interactive uh, show for you guys. We, we, we want this to be as enjoyable as possible. Yeah, exactly. And that starts with you guys. So let us know what you guys want to hear on this show because we would love to talk to you guys, whether that be, you know, through a phone call. We can have you guys on the show or just do some Q&As that are happening on Twitter. Whatever you guys want to see or hear let us know by tweeting at us at Bolts Broadcast, and uh, we'll take all that into consideration. Thanks so much for coming out and listening, guys, and we'll talk to you next time. 